Hi there, and welcome back to the Rashcast with Jake and John. I'm Jake. And I'm John. Uh, sorry we didn't record over the weekend or for the Toronto Blue Jays series. Uh, the I'm very busy. Excuse, yes, Johnny is very busy. We could have replaced him with, uh, well, we were looking for Grant Paulson, but unfortunately he was busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Replacing doing... F.P. Santangelo, who may yes. or may not be dead. We don't know. No, we know he's not dead. He's mm-hmm. responded to text messages, but uh, not not my text messages, obviously. He's blocked. blocked on Twitter, so uh-huh. he, uh, he doesn't talk to me. But uh, he's not dead. We know he's alive. We don't know what's going on with that. See, I originally uh, thought it was just budget co- cuts, that they're going to scale back everyone's games and get cheaper people like Dan Coco and the very annoying Grant Paulson, who has a terrible voice. I don't know how he became a radio guy. He sounds like he always has something stuck in a throat. He's got a he's got a face for radio and a voice for for silent pictures. Yes. The point is, FP is gone, absent from the mass and broadcast, but the rash cast is back. Yes, we were also put on hiatus for undisclosed. We were put on hiatus for undisclosed reasons the last week. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, you can ask Masson returned. about it. Yeah, but you'll never hear back from them. Nope. Because they have one guy, one employee for the entire organization now. Mm-hmm. Any who's it's, uh, we should probably talk about baseball. Yeah, they had a great week. The Nats went 4-1 and one in five games this week. They have, since losing Juan Soto on April 19th, gone 7-3 and three with a plus 10 run differential. They're 12-12, and 12, which is 500. They don't have Strasburg. They don't have Soto. But they uh, have found a way to win without those guys. Yeah, I mean, just looking at it right now, you know, since Soto's gone down, our offense has been, you know, middling. The sluggings were bottom half of the league in slugging. But in terms of on base and, and average, we're the middle of the pack. Which, you know, it's holding your head above water when you have one guy who can hit. And Fun fact, the Washington Nationals currently are tied for the NL lead in batting, pra- or batting average. They're hitting 253. So since Soto's gone down, we're top 10 in pitching ERA with 343, which is not like, you know, otherworldly, but our bullpen has been shut down, uh, you know, in the last couple weeks. We do own the the best bullpen ERA in the NL since Soto's gone down at 267. Uh, our rotation has been, you know, you know, you had that bad Scherzer start. But especially this week, it's been very solid for us. The Nats are now, to go along with their 12-12 and record, they have a 100 non-pitcher OPS plus. Uh, they're hitting 257, 325, 398. So 100 OPS plus uh, and a 99 ERA plus. They are, on paper right now, the most average team that you could possibly Yeah, baby. Be. You got to love the average. Mm-hmm. Uh, given that there was a whole other way that this could have gone. They played their first 14 games with Juan Soto, uh, and they were 5-9 and nine with a negative 24-run differential. Things could have gone south from there in the next 10 games. Instead, uh, they played very, very well. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about not losing a division in April. And... The Nats not only didn't lose the division in April, uh, 
you know, with Strasburg and Soto coming back, Soto possibly as soon as tomorrow, Strasburg possibly in the next week and a half, two weeks. It's unclear, but he's on the road back. He just threw a, a bullpen session this weekend. Uh, there have been no indications that he suffered any setbacks. Soto seems to be moving a little more slowly than they expected, but he threw without reservation yesterday. Uh, so he'll be back, one would imagine, sometime very soon. Uh, and the Nats have, have fully weathered this storm yeah. and combined more with than the... Well, um, yeah, and, and combined with the, the rest of the division's complete aimlessness or, or, I mean, shambolic performance. I don't know if you watched last night's Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, I did. Both teams tried very hard to lose that game. It was ama- I don't. I don't think that that game could have proceeded in any way that would have made me enjoy it more. It, it had both everything. fan bases left upset about how that game ended. I mean, it had an Edwin Diaz blown save. It had that turned out not to be a blown save. It had a home run that wasn't, which is reminiscent, if you remember, of the Adam LaRoche of course. fly ball that was almost a home run in uh, late August of 2012. Uh Anyway, everyone ended up pissed, and the Nats are still in first place. Yes. Uh, so so I, let's talk about this week. Well, so let's talk the, about that. Let's talk about the Marlins series a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think the Blue Jays series. I mean, the game, first game of the Blue. Just real quick, we do a quick recap of it because the first right. game we lost because of Scherzer. I mean, you're not really that concerned about that. I mean, that really doesn't tell you much because of what happened yesterday with Scherzer. So it's all fine. We're all good. And then the next game. Um, you know, pretty standard. I mean, Fetty. It was Fetty, right? Well, yeah, yeah. If if we had had a broadcast on Thursday, what we were going to talk about is basically the Eric Fetty transformation. He's uh, a strikeout he is, guy now. He is unbelievably a completely different pitcher than he's been. You know, he's a twenty-eight-year-old. Twenty-eight-year-olds uh, mm. don't often completely. Uh, change who they are as pitchers uh, midstream. But but Fetty is now, he's striking out over 10 for, listen, very small sample sizes, 22 innings. But the stuff is better. The strikeouts are there in a way that they've never been in his career, even for short stretches. I mean, striking out 10 per nine, the walks are still high. He's still very inefficient with his pitches. Uh, Thursday was the first time He's gone six innings in a start, but uh, he was very good in a very hitter-friendly ballpark, and he shut down a, a good very lineup good offense. Too. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good lineup. Not, and not only a very good lineup, but a lineup that had basically its full lineup for the first time. I mean, George Springer debuted. And also a lineup that pretty Wednesday. well hit Scherzer the night before. Right. I mean, that was mostly Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's so good. He is finally coming into his own, and you got to be excited. He lost that weight, got in shape finally. But yeah, that was a good. Uh, I mean, in terms of a parameter where the Nats were at the after that series, I feel like the only things we learned about that series was that, and I mean, this whole week pretty much, is that you need to find a way to get Zim's bat in the lineup. You need to find a way to get his bat in the lineup more consistently. Yep, Zimmerman hit a home run on Tuesday. He drove in three on Wednesday. Uh, and then he hit a three-run home run on Sunday, which was the margin yeah. of victory, which we'll talk about later. But uh, 
on that note, Josh Bell does seem to finally be providing something in the way of offense. I mean, obviously, he does it's look a very better. Small I will say, he does look better. He went, he went four for sixteen. He slugged four sixty-seven. Yeah, he went four for sixteen. He had a home run. He had a double. I mean, small sample size again, but it's the most we've seen from him most consistently uh, so far this year. Obviously. I know what the Nats are doing here. The Nats probably aren't going anywhere without Bell. Uh, they can't play Zimmerman every single day because he's, you know, 36 and his body is cranky. And uh, any time that he plays is a chance for everything to fall apart. But that being said, the Nats haven't exactly clicked on offense to this point, And they could really use another bat in their lineup. And Ryan Zimmerman, at age 36 still seems to have it, which is Mm -hmm. the funnest thing. I don't know if funnest is a word, but it's not the most fun thing about going back to the ballpark uh, this year. Every at bat, every standing O. It's amazing. (laughs) It's, and it's, it's so fitting and it's like, it's, it's the kind of thing, you know, people complain about DC is not a baseball town or whatever. Uh, that's the exact kind of thing that baseball towns do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zimmerman is a local legend and not really a national baseball figure. I mean, to the extent that there are national baseball figures anymore, he's not one of them. Uh, he hasn't really been great, with the exception of 2017, since, I mean, almost last decade. Uh, it, it, it's been a long time. Uh, but... He like to to watch how much goodwill he has in the community. It's just it's so much fun, and it's one yeah. of those things that makes you remember why it's so cool to have fans in the stands in the first place. Yep. And Zimmerman, to his great credit, has has produced so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, his home run on Sunday came against a very tough lefty in Trevor Rogers, who's looked very good and who did look very good on Sunday. The Nats had a good approach against him, though, I'd, I'd say. they Well, Zimmerman uh, talked about his approach on in that at-bat, which was that, that Rodgers had been throwing him nothing but change-ups. Uh, and he threw, in that second at-bat, two change-ups in a row to get him 0-2. And Zimmerman basically said, I'm going to try and swing at a fastball here. If he throws me a fastball, I'm going to hit it a long way. If he throws me anything else, I'm going to tip my cap. And he got an 0-2 fastball, caught a lot of the zone. And Zimmerman, like, it was a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. It's one thing to say that, but it's another thing as a 36-year-old to be able to be on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. And, I mean, drove it straight away center. You can't be more on a pitch than he was. So, I mean, there's still a lot of life in Zimmerman's bat. Obviously, health is the biggest question mark. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, the Nats have been carried by him, and in this series, the other best performance came from the 36-year-old. Oh, I was going to say Max another Scherzer. 36-year-old, uh, Max Scherzer. 33-year-old. Yes, our 33-year-old rookie, Yadiel Hernandez, who is not going back to the minor leagues whenever no, Soto comes back. That actually brings an interesting question, because Hernandez is sticking around. Hernandez, yep. I mean, again, you have no idea what you've got there, but... It's pretty it's, clear it's that whatever you whatever you have there is more than what you're getting from the rest of your bench. 
Yeah. So I mean, he does provide something different that you don't have have off the bench. Is a lefty power bat. Right, and it would be really great if he could play the outfield better, better. than. So so the Nats have brought in a defensive replacement for him in the last two games that he's played. Uh, now I don't know if that's because you know, those were two day games. Hernandez had some very you know, big difficulties in the Saturday game with the Sun Monster in right. Mm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I know that there were talks about him maybe being able to play center field in a pinch and that he had been working on that in spring training. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't put my I wouldn't put any weight on that. The Nats have that. when Soto gets back and probably it will be soon. Uh, the Nats have three expendable options on their bench. They have Stevenson, they have Mercer, and they have Perez. Now, I mean, one of those three has to go down. Personally, Stevenson, I'm, I'm saying I'm cutting Perez. I mean, what has he done offensively? Yeah, he provides a lot of positional flexibility. But with the guys you have, Mercer can play pretty much any infield position that you need. Along with right. Harrison, they they got that infield covered, and then the outfield you got Stevenson and Yadiel Hernandez. What do you need Hernan Perez for? I I agree. I mean Perez gives you the least amount offensively. Uh, he's redundant offensively with with Mercer anyway. Mercer's uh, pretty good off the bench. Yeah, he's and a pinch. seven for twenty. One. He's seven for twenty one. He's batting three thirty three. He finally had an extra base hit. Sorry, I was trying to do that math in my head. But yeah, mm-hmm. he finally got an extra base hit on Sunday uh, in a start, a rare start for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, 21 at-bats, it is what it is. But Yeah, but it's better than you don't one need a, You don't need a utility infielder outfielder when you've got a utility infielder and a utility outfielder. Yeah. Like why, why is it so important to have Hernan Perez on the roster? Uh, especially because Mercer is a true shortstop. If that's something that's important for you, you know, Mercer is a guy who can play a full game at shortstop. Yep. Whereas Perez is not someone you would you do that with. Mm-hmm. No, I so, agree. yeah, I, I imagine that this might be the last couple. I mean, when was the last time Perez even played? Uh, he played this weekend, I think. Did he? Yeah. Did he start recently? He started on two on Wednesday against the lefty. No. Well. I, Not well. I think he went 0 for 4. I doesn't he have one hit on the season, and it was his first uh, step out of the season. He's one for 21, one for 19 this year with an 0.53 yes. batting average. Fun fact: he got the first hat hit this season for the Nats, and then he hasn't got a hit it. since. Terrific. Yeah. So this might not be. You might have to say goodbye to Hernan Perez, who will be far more well known as a Nat for his pitching prowess than for his offense yes uh but yeah hernandez has looked he's put together a lot of really good at bats uh i mean he's 32 he's hit wherever he's gone uh i don't know i don't know what you have in him but you're right that he provides something that none of the other players do uh he will hopefully lessen the amount of times that we end up seeing Andrew Stevenson pinch hit, which is, you know, there are some people who have deleted, deluded themselves 
into believing that Andrew Stevenson is some sort of offensive weapon, uh, and he's not. Yeah, it's I just mean, the, he, just the fact. He makes good contact. I mean, well, he makes contact. Been, yeah. He puts together good at bats, but he's just not going to drive the ball. No. Uh, so. Yeah. So the the big story this weekend, uh, the Nats obviously swept the Marlins. They won Woo. game one. Uh, oh, John Lester returned. He looked yeah interesting. He looked uh, like I mean he looked like a watered down version of himself. It still looked good. Right. It looked effective. Well, I mean, he didn't allow a run to a very bad lineup. Uh, he got some hard contact that happened to be right at people. He w- struck out one and walked two. Hard to say, but he, yeah. you know, he got through the outing. He looked pretty good. He was effective. Man, yeah, I feel like that's uh, what we're going to see a lot from Lester this year. I feel like he'll carry a four or five ERA throughout the year. Uh, he's a know, he's a five starter. Yeah. He doesn't need to be great. No, especially uh, if Joe Ross is still pitching well. You know, it, right. it definitely it, lengthens. It, it definitely takes off the load that you need from Lester. The interesting thing about his, you know, however you want to talk about his season last year, was that he had seven really good outings and five bad outings. Like, he, he was either really good or really bad. There wasn't a lot of sort of six innings, three runs type of outings. But what you really need from a guy like that is just for him to, to keep you in the game as often as possible. Uh, and, I mean, there was nothing I saw on Friday that said that he couldn't do that. Uh, then Kyle Schwarber hit a two-run leadoff walk-off home run, uh, which was fun. He only hits walk-offs. Yes, Matter of fact, only home runs he hits. He is just the fourth player in Nats history behind uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Bryce Harper, and Trey Turner to have multiple walk-offs in a, Nats, a walk-off home runs in the Nats Really? Uh-huh. Only four players have had multiple walk-off home runs? Only four players have had multiple walk-offs, and wow. Kyle Schwarber is one of them. And, and he the funny only thing about it was it was in a John Lester start, and his numbers in John Lester starts are very good. Yeah. It's, it's really fun that the Nats have decided to recreate the 2016 Cubs. And by really well, they could fun, have certainly I mean, used another player from the 2016 Cubs, a one who's putting yes. together an MVP-like season already. He's got, what, With, eight bombs already? Yeah. Would have been pretty yeah, nice to have that guy on our team. Thank you, Jerry. Yes. Instead of uh, uh, Starling Castro, who in the past week has been at 238 with a 238 on base percentage. Well, at least he's consistent. Yes. No walks. No walks and no power, hitting 286 slugging. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that third base spot is probably going to change if the Nats stay competitive. I yeah. can't guarantee you that it's going to be Chris Bryant, but if the Nats are in a position to win in July, they will be getting a third baseman. I'm thinking Suarez, if the Reds are out of it, would be a really good guy to get. You know, he's been struggling this year, which makes it seem like they won't, might not trade him, but they might want to sell low. You could also get a guy like Moustakis. I mean, there's still plenty of money on that deal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have a feeling, or like Kyle Seeger also is a good guy to get. Yep. Yeah. No, he, and he will be a free agent. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's it's there, there are guys, there will be guys out baseman. there. Come, yes, there will be guys out there. And if, I mean, who knows? Even if the Cubs are, you know, the Cubs have the worst record in the NL right now, or second right. worst. No, I think they're worse than the Pirates right now. 
Yeah, they have the worst, second worst record because the Rockets have a worse record. But Th- like, there are going to be a lot of teams that want to trade for Chris Bryant with his positional yeah. flexibility. He's a fit for pretty much anyone. I mean, Seager's so been pretty good this year too. I mean. You know, there are there are a lot of options out there. I was the Nats would pre- the Nats would prefer that the Castro hit, and they would prefer that uh, Carter Keboom finally come into his own. But if neither of those things happen, then they have plenty of ways to go. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday we had a Patrick Corbin decentish start, uh, seven innings, two runs. He looked good again. Yeah. The Marlins lineup, which is not great to begin with was missing Brian Anderson, Jazz Chisholm. Uh, pretty much their two through five best hitters. Yeah, it was it was not pretty. And uh, to their credit, the Nats pitched exactly as they should to a lineup that was that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nats were pitch efficient all series long. They were in the zone. They were getting yeah. quick outs. Stars uh, went deep in the last, especially yeah. the last two games. And they went up every two innings by game. Five, seven, nine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've talked that much this year on this podcast about how good the back end of the bullpen's been this year. Yeah, I mean, the Nats have yet to lose a game that they were leading after five innings. Yeah, I mean, that's that's impressive. I mean, take it from a team that's seen a lot of their share, fair share of bad bullpens. I mean, yeah. I know you were down on the Brad Hand signing, like very much. Was, you wanted them to get. I wasn't down was, on the. I wasn't down on the Brad Hand signing for Brad Hand. No, you're down. I was down on the Brad Hand signing because they needed a third baseman, and I haven't been proven wrong on that. I mean, Colton Wong has been pretty damn good, too, yes. in his limited time. But uh, I mean, I think Hand has made a huge difference for this team. Yeah, I mean the the bullpen with Hand, with Hudson's uh, good. Hudson with Brainy seems to be finally rounding into shape. Although you mm-hmm. know he's. Still down with the velocity, but it's 95 to 96 now, not Yeah, but he's figuring it out. Right. Uh, and, you know, the Nets have a lot of good late-inning options. Finnegan. I, mean, I, I really like what I saw from both this weekend. Both hit 97 when he, he closed out the game on Saturday, which is really impressive. Hit it multiple yeah. times. Uh, I mean, between Fetty and both, you're seeing two guys who the Nets – you know, weren't counting on, but really wanted to see something from. Both of those guys have seen a big uptick in their stuff over the last year. So that's definitely a positive sign. Uh, the Ryan Nats Harper can, pitch for us this year. Harper's been in a couple of games, you know, in, in late relief. Yeah. But, uh, the, like, the Nats have a deep bullpen uh, that... We'll get deeper, st- too. We'll get deeper as as Harris, Harris comes back. Harris is is already throwing some games. You know who knows what we'll get from him this year because that uh, the hand swelling problem doesn't seem to be going away. Mm-hmm. But uh, he should be due back at some point. Uh, and Suero. So you know the bullpen is is not only not an area of concern right now; it's an area of strength for the Nats, which yeah. is not something. I, mean, I don't think two we've years said ago. that. I don't think we've said that about a Nationals team uh, since 2014. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the say. last time. Yeah. And that was the last bullpen that the Nats had that had Tyler Clippard in it. I don't. I think those things are correlated. Sadly, has a forearm flexor tendon strain and hasn't been pitching. 
But Craig Stammen is still out there, still dominating. Yes, he is. We should bring him back, please. I love him. I've been yelling about that, but I I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think he's mad about how things ended here. Yeah. The Nats wouldn't give him a chance in 2016 to fully rehab his injury. Anyway, Stammen discourse aside, uh, the Nats offensively got stuff out of Bell on Saturday, and then Sunday, the thing that we have to talk about is Max Scherzer. Who? Who? Will Nieves, ah. who threw a complete game, nearly had a shutout, gave up one home run to Isan Diaz. The outcome of the game was never seriously in doubt. The guy had nope. 60 pitches through six innings, which was the lowest total in his career. Uh, there was never really a moment when I thought that he wasn't going to finish that game. Nope. Uh, fastball was, the velocity was better than it had been the whole season. He did 95-96 in, uh, yeah. in the late innings, which is very impressive. Well, his last fastball was 96 miles an hour. And then yeah. he went to the hospital to have, to his, have his child. child. <laughs> a madman. What an absolute lunatic. That's so, and then they planned that, too. Like, uh-huh. they planned it for a day game, and then they went like, I, oh, God, he's just... I mean, Erica's also, she's also a lunatic. They both are. They're crazy. What makes them work? I mean, that's what you have to do when you're a baseball Player and like a baseball player's wife, you have to get creative with your scheduling. So mm-hmm. you know you have to induce delivery at at five thirty because the game is going to end at four. That's a normal thing for people to do. It's a very normal thing. I mean, the funny thing about this whole thing is now he has like five days to spend at home with the baby. You know, he has his time off. He won't be pitching again until he goes to New York. So yeah, yeah I mean, so I mean, they planned it well. Pretty damn well. Doesn't have to miss a start. It's also the third kid, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, but it's first boy. Ah, uh, yeah. That's so, big. right. But he'll be pitching uh, one day. Yeah, oh, definitely. I said mm. today on Twitter that I look forward to seeing him debut in the major leagues at the uh, Bet Bomb Casino and Slots at Nationals Park in 2043. Uh, brought to you by, um, um, by uh, Raytheon. Right, of course. Of course. Norcon Defense Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Max Scherzer is an insane person who doesn't seem to be aging, which is great. Uh, the Nats have gotten pretty much the best-case scenario out of Scherzer. I'd say they've gotten pretty much the best-case scenario out of Fetty. Ross, uh, three out of four ain't bad. Uh, Corbin, it's hard to tell. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just the thing that needs more time. You don't really know how much the early season off kind of messed with him, kind of messed with his timing and everything, because it definitely looked like it impacted him. Um, he lo- His stuff looks better now, which is a great sign. Fastball looks better. I mean, he still seems to be sort of searching for that slider release point. The thing that's been sort of interesting to me is that there's been a far wider band in velocities in his slider. And that's still, even as he's looked better over the last couple of starts, that's still been the case. Uh, so he's still looking for that. But, yeah, I don't know how worried to be about that. Yeah. Now let's look ahead. Now it's got a big series this week. At, this week got two big series against two teams that have been underperforming, the Braves and the Yankees. Uh, the series starts tomorrow against the Braves. We got The Braves have announced their rotation, but if we're looking through past pitching... We got Ross versus Enoa, who pitched really well against us uh, in that spot star on the doubleheader. Um, 
Then you got, I think, Fetty versus, I think, a bullpen game. I don't know. If, is Bryce Wilson starting for them, or is he like a Segway guy because he pitched poorly his last time out? So I couldn't tell. I'm not sure. It might be Bryce Wilson. And then you it, got... They haven't They haven't announced... Uh, have they announced probable starters yet? No, they no, haven't. I'm just looking through their. I'm just looking through their last games, seeing how the rotation lines up. And then you got, I mean, Smiley versus uh, Lester, and Smiley's looked terrible. I mean, the Braves. There are some really big red flags with the Braves. Their back end of the rotation has been terrible. Their whole rotation's been terrible this year. Ian uh, Anderson's been off- great. Everyone else has yeah, not been. Bad. Everyone else has been terrible. Uh, I mean, these were real red flags coming into the season. You could have seen. You didn't have to squint to see it with the Braves, and well, a lot of them are coming. But even true. worse than that. Like, their offensive has had much larger holes than we thought it would have. Yeah. Uh, the Dansby Swanson has been a zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Darno has been a zero. And now he's hurt. Uh, and now he's hurt, and now he's going to miss probably a long time. He stra- he's broke his thumb, or broke the ligament in his thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albies has so, kind of been middling. Freddie's yeah, I mean, been kind of pretty bad. Obviously, I mean, you expect those guys to hit to their level, to mm-hmm. n- maybe less Albies. Obviously, Acuna has been terrific, and he's been carrying them. Yeah. Uh, and also Riley's Mar- been good as of late. But then you've got Ozuna, who struggled. You've got mm-hmm. Swanson, who struggled. You've got Darno, who struggled and is now out. Uh, this team is beatable, uh, and they've looked beatable. And, I mean... Really, the only guys who are performing for them in the rotation are Ari Noah, who wasn't expected to perform, and Ian Anderson, who was terrific his last time out. But, uh, you know, the truth Anderson. is, we are missing Anderson. Are we? When did Anderson yep. last pitch? Was that Saturday? Two days ago. Yeah. I mean, the Braves are coming into the series, having lost, gotten swept by the Blue Jays. They are playing bad baseball right now. They're 12-16. and 16. I mean, that's not good. I mean, for all of our early struggles, they've lost four in a row. I mean, they they have not looked good. There is not a team in the NL East that's playing well right now. I mean, surprisingly, I'd say that we're playing probably the best, only because our defense has been very good. Who would have thought? Yeah, our defense has been solid. I mean, we've won seven of our last ten. Every other team in the division is under five hundred in their last ten. I will say this about Starling Castro at third. He plays pretty well there. He's made yeah. a lot of really good plays. I mean, it's third base. Unless you're... Well, I can't really Hard think of a guy it. who could really carry... No, I was going to say... Oh, Aaron I can't really think of a guy who could carry a team defensively at third base. You've got to hit to play third. Even yeah. Arenado. Uh, yeah, and they hit. Yeah, Arenado hits. It's, it's not a position. It's been... not shortstop. No, Trey's defense of this year has been vastly improved. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps. To He's have almost a vacuum there. Yeah, he had a really terrific game on Saturday. Yeah, uh, he turned a couple of really nice double plays in this series. Uh, one on Friday, on Saturday there was a a ground ball. He turned into a six three double play on a really you know Ozzy Smith esque jump throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, helps to have ten fingers. Uh, helps yet, to have um, ten uh, fingers. Really amazing play that, you know, you know, I don't know if it saved the game on Wednesday, but it certainly saved Fetty's pitch count. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the bases loaded, there was a slow chopper to short, and he scooped and throw or threw. Uh, he had 
four or five highlight reel plays just this week. Yeah. So, you know, the Nats have, they've played fundamentally sound baseball defensively. Uh, they've pitched well. They're still making weird base running errors. I mean, a lot Victor of that Robles. is Victor Robles. Yeah. Ugh, I don't I'm know what they have. Him. I don't I'm know what they have him. in him, but he's he's really pressing right now. and it's He's trying to do to way too much, and he always does it poorly. Yeah. He's not one of those players who's adept at, you know, putting in max effort. When he puts in max effort, things tend it to go fails. wrong. Yeah. Right. So they're... They have stuff to work on. Soto will be back, if not this series, sometime later in this week. I mean, things are things are trending upward for the Nats. Yeah, I mean, you 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 expect them to take. I I my prediction for this series, you gotta take two of three. I mean, this is a team that's struggling. You're playing good baseball right now. I mean, the pitching matchups are kind of meh because neither team is pitching their best people. I mean, the Yanoah Fetty game tomorrow is probably the worst matchup on paper for the Nats. But, I mean, Freddie's been looking pretty good. I think he can do enough with that lineup. Um, I mean, expect Freddie Freeman to hit a home run. I'm fully expecting that tomorrow. I'd put well, I always expect that. Freddie Freeman to hit a home run every at-bat he has against the Nets. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I think you take two or three from this series and you go to New York you know, against another team that's struggling right now. They're playing better baseball, but, you know, how much of that against the Tigers versus, you know, that kind of got them right. back up to 500 baseball. Yeah, I mean, the, the truth is the, the Nats' schedule uh, has been pretty tough. Uh, some teams have been tougher than expected, like the Arizona Diamondbacks are somehow over 500 despite a million injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, some teams, like the entire NL East that they've played so far, have been weaker than expected. Uh, this week, you know, they played the Blue Jays on a downswing. Uh you know, this coming up week, they've got the struggling Braves uh, and the Yankees who haven't really hit their peak yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So they've got... I fully expect the Yankees to turn around and be probably the best team in the AL East, but they haven't done, been there yet. And then you got right, right off the mean, rest of May. This... May is like a pretty interesting schedule because you got the Yankees and you got the Phillies who are, you know, playing interesting baseball to say the least. I, I wouldn't surprise if Bryce Harper's on the IL at that point with his wrist injury. Um, you know, he doesn't look right right now, coming back from that facial, facial injury, getting hit in the face, and then immediately hurting himself the next game. Comes back. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised I mean, it's, if, if it's, the Phillies... It's really interesting that he, uh, he seems to have hurt his wrist more than his face on that play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, I'd expect Bryce to be out next week. Then you got the Diamondbacks, who have been playing good baseball. And then you got the right. Cubs and the O's in a week. That should be a very good time to win some games. Yeah, this is a of... this is a very, you know, the Nats can build some space between them and the rest of the division this week or this mm-hmm. this month. I mean, or they could not yeah. do that. I mean, it, it's it's still not clear who the Nats are if they're a real yeah. contender or if they're an also ran. But that's true about every team in the NL East right now. You can't really tell at this point. Who on the in the NL East is a good team playing poorly, or who in the NL East is a bad team playing to expectations? Uh, yeah, they're all playing badly. They're all playing badly. I'd say the Nats are probably playing the best baseball of any of the teams. 
They're not right. doing dumb things. They're not. Their bullpen aren't blowing games. I mean, the thing with the Nats, the problem is their offense. Their pitching's been good. Their fielding's been good. You know, the, they've done the little things right outside of base running. Um, you know, and the hitting with Soto coming back will get better. You know, how much better? Who knows? But it will get better. So, you know, I think the Nats of any team have probably the most fixable, because you can also trade for someone on the deadline. If the Nats can keep up what they're doing right now, I could, you know, they could win the division. I am not saying they will. I'm not saying it's probable. I'm not even saying it's likely because I, I do feel like either the Mets or the Braves or the Phillies will probably be a team that figures it out more than the Nats. Francisco Lindor is not going to hit 150. I, I would yeah. I would take the odds of Josh Bell hitting 209 over the odds of Francisco Lindor hitting 150. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the Mets will figure it out at some point. Although I mean, I mean we're not. They're the Mets. They're the Mets. That's why I said in my season preview. They're the Mets. They always figure I, out a way to Mets it. I'm I'm buying into that a little bit more now. Yeah, I mean it's it's the Mets way of living. <laughs> yeah, I uh, mean it's nothing so far in the first month of the season, month plus, has said to me that anything we said in the season preview was wrong. Except no. maybe that the division might not actually be that good. Uh, I, th- I think Nats... that. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think the division still will, will come around to be a good division. I, I, I can't. I have a hard time seeing all these teams struggling the way that they do throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it'll, it'll be fun. And I think the most important thing this season is the Nats staying competitive enough to give us a fun year at the ballpark. And so far they've done that. Uh, and I can't really complain. Nope. Nope. This is a probably about like, you know, if you told me at the end of the first month of the season, the Nats would be tied for first place. I would have said that's pretty damn good by me. Now, if you told me what happened in the moment, especially with everything that happened with this team, with the COVID, with losing your second, your second best pitcher, losing your best offensive player. Like, that's putting you in pretty good situation right now. Right. I mean, they, they haven't had Juan Soto for 10 of 24 games. And, and not even that. Like, ball. you could tell he was hurt before he got put on the IAL. Like, he yeah. wasn't hitting the ball as hard. He wasn't, you know, he was hitting the ball hard. Just he wasn't hitting He was still ball. hitting the ball as hard. Yeah, I mean, he's just not. And he says that the, the injury doesn't really bother him hitting. So. It's just throwing. Yeah. I mean, he'll... I, I appreciate the Nats going slowly with him. And obviously yeah, they haven't paid any price for him. Well, and they haven't paid any price for it. I mean, no, they're, seven they're seven and three him. without him. Right. Thank you, Yadiel. Yadiel has basically replicated the Juan Soto experience, as we yeah. all expected. Yadiel Hernandez, the best player in the world. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, so, that, what we'll get from him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> I a guy it. who's hit everywhere he's ever been, whether it be mm. Cuba or the Nats minor league system. Uh, you know, the Nats, obviously, as we've said a couple of times, obviously we're not that high on their internal evaluations of him because they didn't bring him up in 2019. Davey was. And, well, Davey says that, but, you mm. know, they didn't. the actions speak louder than words, and there were multiple opportunities for Hernandez to come up, and he didn't. Uh, but at the same time, he's here and he's producing like he has at every level in his life. So I don't know. It'll be fun. There are some fun, fun. storylines with this team. Uh, 
obviously. I mean, Josh Harrison's been great for the first month too. He um, yeah. I, I am I'm 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 satisfied with this team right now. I think it's a, a good fun way to wrap team. Up. It's a fun team. They got fun players. I mean, Trey Turner is so fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean Scherzer's be, fun to watch. He might be hitting his way out of DC right now. Mm, to sad. be completely honest, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if if he keeps performing the way he has been, he's going to be in line for two hundred plus million dollar extension, and I don't think the Nats are going to go for that. So yeah, that's a different conversation for a different day for probably later in the season or possibly the off season. Yeah, I'll leave you everyone with this last thought to chew on. We don't have to discuss this because it leads us down a whole rapper hole. We've already been on for 45 minutes. But right. who do you think is more likely to resign, Soto or Turner? I mean, when is the question? Exactly. So think about that. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, this offseason a lot and throughout the season. And uh, that's it for us. I guess this also served as a pretty good uh, month recap of the first month. I think so. I think yes. this is jam-packed with information. It's a good app. I'd say it's so. good app. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back probably Thursday night with another app. All right. Talk to you soon.